We're back, all you Holly weirdos. Me and Bryce decided that's a better way to start a new season from our hiatus of Holly Weird Paranormal Podcast. Well, let's start off with having a new Listener's Tales episode and recording it on the first day of our spooky month of October. It is October the 1st of 2022, and we got some crazy Listener Tales for you. You like that? That kind of rhymed. We have several stories from several of our listeners who have had some unusual experiences. Let's hear one story about a ghost that has a unique, <laughs> and I'm not joking, but fetish. Hey, it gets weirder, but in our hood, it gets Holly weirder. And then we have another two short stories from another one of our listeners, one from her childhood of an apparition that took the form of her mother, and another one that takes place in a haunted city here in California, San Diego. Then we also have two audio stories, one that we're keeping as a big surprise. It has to do with a pretty popular haunted hotel in downtown LA, where a friend of mine had a very unusual experience on a film set. And then we have another one from one of our favorite listeners who had spent a night at a very unique hotel in Santa Rosa and had a very interesting time dealing with a ghost that was trying to get into her room. I tell you, some of these ghosts are pretty ballsy and they have some nerve, but we'll get into it in today's episode. So why don't you sit back relax, grab some candy corn, and if you feel a little more comfortable, why don't you sprinkle a little circle of salt around you, and because we are talking about a ghost with a foot fetish, maybe cover your feet up with some socks, because this is episode number 94 of part 9 of our listeners tales. Let's get Holly Weird. is October the 1st. Oh, we made it. We d- you made it. I know. And do you want to... <laughs> here's my brave fact for the day. Um, I have not yet watched Hocus Pocus 2. I know. Yes. I've been really excited, What obviously. is wrong? Is everything okay? <laughs> it's been out for like 19 hours at this point. I know. I, know. I am surprised that you haven't woken up at 6 a.m. in the morning to... I put a spell on you. I know. Well, I always do that. Anyway, Uh um, I just always have bet in my heart and in my head. Um, (laughs) No, you know what it is? This is so silly. I am older now and jet lag used to not really affect me. And it is like one, two punching me right now. And that's so silly. But like I, uh, I was just in London for a week and then I was in Ohio for two weeks. So I've been gone all of September. Oh, we've been traveling, guys. Girl, we've been busy. Which is why <laughs> people were wondering, so when are you guys coming back? We're like, it, it, it's, a, it's a break. Mm-hmm. It's a break. We've mm-hmm. been on a, yes, two and a half, three month yeah. break. And any time we were ready to get back behind mm-hmm. the mics, we're like, oh, oh, wait, we actually have a trip. I know. Oh, I had COVID. Like, look, we missed y'all too. It's not that we don't, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. break. It's hard on both of us. It really is. But yeah, it was definitely needed. I know I can, I think I can speak for both of us when I say it. It's good to take a break. I know. Like we always take our little breaks. Remember like when we worked at, you know, the old um, Mm -hmm. Hollywood acting school, Mm -hmm. we needed to take that major Mm -hmm. break from May through half of July. Yeah. 
Look, uh, sometimes but you just life. gotta take a little breaky breaks. We do. So, guys, we're back. We're back, and we're spooky. And I will watch Hocus Pocus too at some point. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, what a better way to start mm-hmm. our comeback, but do a listener's tale. Yes, listener's tales. We have quite a few of listener's tales, some that I have just responded to, mm-hmm. and we are excited to have Bryce read. Yes. Two of them <laughs> from our friends, Teresa and Lindsay. And then we have two recordings. I'm going to save the last one okay. as a surprise. Oh, God. But it's in reference to something that we covered last year. Oh, God. And it just so happened that a month ago, I was sitting with a girlfriend of mine. We were having coffee. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about hotels in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, my God. And she works in film. Yes. And she was filming at the specific hotel. And things happened. Oh, my God. And I was like, can I record you? Can you start all over again? She's like, oh, my God, yes. Aww. Yeah. So hmm. we have that recording. Yes. It is pretty astonishing and interesting to hear oh not only what she experienced, but what all departments mm. experienced in that hotel. Uh, we love corroboration. We do. So sit back, mm. relax, grab some candy corn. <laughs> yes. We are here for a comeback. And we're going to come back with some listeners' tales. So, Bryce, yes. out of the two that were written, which one are you going to start us off with? I will start with the one that I have open because I'm very lazy. <laughs> Keeping it on brand no matter how long the break is. All right. So, I'm going to start. We have one from Teresa C. Hey, Teresa. Um, also, I love... I'll, I love all of our listeners that reach yes. out, and it's always so funny. You're not going to offend me. I am aware that I am a little chicken. It's fine. I love all of you, too. <laughs> I'm happy that my anxiety and terror can entertain you. I feel like almost every single time, I'm like, sorry, but we want to hear him, like, freak out. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. So, with that I think you fun, might freak out with these two stories. I, I already know I'm going to. I'm yes, sure of it. absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, let's start with Teresa's yes. tale. Hi, guys. I love your podcast and decided to tell you my story because I know that you guys have experience and might be able to tell me what I'm dealing with. Uh, not me. Could never be me. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, about me, I'm in my early 50s, divorced, mother of two, God out of four. Love that. I live alone and have dealt with severe depression as well as a lot of physical pain over the past year. I do not love that. That sucks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, man, these last three years for everyone. What I a know. Bitch. I know. What a pain. Also, I've had to deal with having, mm, having my heart broken by an evil man who led me on for a long time. Girl, just grab like a bottle of wine and some chocolate. We could talk. I'm really we on like talk. a, not, um, I'm not on a great man kick right now. So Teresa C, I feel you girl. Uh, so <laughs> I've always been interested in and open to the paranormal. I've never been scared of any experience. I'm more fascinated. I mean, that must be really nice. Mm-hmm. Teresa. <laughs> So, three to four months ago, I started dreaming, oh no, that my ex would sneak in my house when I was sleeping. Oh, hell Teresa, no. don't watch Dahmer, no. No. <laughs> I'd feel the mattress, oh my god, I'd feel the mattress go down a bit as if someone sat down, and then I'd feel him lay down behind me, put his arms over me, and slit my throat. Oh my god. No. Many nights of waking up and screaming, I assure you. Roughly three months ago, I was in bed and... Oh, God. No, no, no. Roughly three months ago, I was in bed and felt the mattress move and thought, here we go again. But realized I was fully awake. I felt someone get in bed. 
do the wiggle thing to get adjusted and then nothing, but I thought I could hear breathing. Oh my God. I turned to check just in case I had a real visitor, but there was nothing. Can I just say that I do not <laughs> like sleeping with other people when it's like sleeping time, nap time, totally fine. Fine, yeah. We can cuddle. I don't care if I, I don't nap. You know, it's in a, general, it's, it's a short term sleep. It's a light sleep. Yeah, just, it's cute. It's an amush boosh sleep. Fun, <laughs> I totally. <laughs> but when I'm like sleeping, it is like a job. I take it seriously. <laughs> I clock in. I am focused. I am the star employee of the month every month. Like, I refuse to be swayed from my goals. If someone is, like, getting in the bed and breathing and, like, trying to touch me, uh-huh. mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like that. That's not going to work. Especially then if I turn and they're not there. Now we ha- I'm going to sage the shit out of that. <laughs> I didn't sleep. Mm-mm. I'm going to light it with melatonin. Hell no. Anyway, Teresa. I can see you grinding the melatonin oh, and burning it. <laughs> like, is this correct? Like, should I call someone and see if this is, like... Ethically sourced? Don't care. No, no, no. It's my sleep. You don't fuck with my sleep. It's fine. I won't use white sage. I will use melatonin. I'm sure it balances out. All of our listeners are like screaming right now. They're like, he's so stupid. Okay. Have we met? Uh, Truly. Like, welcome back. Happy October. Okay. I'm honestly, Teresa, this is horrifying. Okay. Uh, Let me get my spot back because I am terrified. Uh, Nothing. I thought I could hear breathing. I turned to check just in case I had a real visitor. But there was nothing. After a week or so of this happening nightly, oh my god, I finally asked who it was, Teresa. I finally asked who it was. I tried a recorder and some iPhone apps, yes, love it, to try and get answers, but there was never a response. I thought for sure that it was my ex, but after checking, I see that he's still off somewhere being an oxygen thief. (laughs) Obsessed. So I knew it wasn't him. Get him, girl. I felt that whomever it was was very familiar. After I started talking to it, things changed. I would be laying in bed and I'd feel the mattress beside me go down a bit as if someone was leaning on it and bending over me. Again, not scared until one night, just after I turned off the light and felt, oh my God, and felt hands come from the foot of my bed and grab both feet. Mm -mm. Oh my God. If there was ever a nomatokus, I would be nomatokusing. On the feet, unless you're getting a pedicure. I even hate that. (laughs) I do not like my feet being touched. Yeah, really. I have to like, like when I do get a pedicure and I need one, my feet are like wrecked right now because we Uh were walking so much and I didn't have like great shoes. Uh huh. So like the sides of my feet were like blistering. I like need to go, but I always have to like grip my teeth through it. Yeah, you just don't like that. I'm such a baby. (laughs) Honestly, this is the new name of this podcast is Bryce is a baby. Um, not the feet. Oh, God. Um, I believe my first response was, what the fuck? Obviously. Obviously. That's and the first one. You have yeah. to. And I quickly turned on my light. There was nothing there, but I knew I had felt it. Oh, God. I mm-hmm. left the light on for quite a while. Yeah, me too. I'd never turn it off. <laughs> I have a recliner in my living room, and I frequently sit there and listen to music or podcasts. Hey, girl. I thought I felt something run across my foot one night. First thought was a mouse, but I know that we don't have them here. I sat quietly and felt something touching my foot, pulling my toes and rubbing a bit. A ghost with a foot fetish. I hate it. I sat back and waited, and suddenly my foot was yanked up in the air. I wasn't afraid, but I have recently had major damage to both knees. Oh, my girl. Same. This is my first thought, too. Uh, recently had major damage to both knees, so there was a little screaming. I feel that Who on wouldn't? such Who a wouldn't core. scream? When you have an injury 
that you have to constantly be aware of. Right. Like every step that I take, I'm thinking about it because like the number of times that I've been in like old Navy esque flip flops, like those little foamy oh, ones. No, the and ones it's like that like a last wet surface and then my like legs slip and now my knee is dislocated. Yeah. That is a very common thing. I have to be very careful all the time. Mm-hmm. So like any sudden jerky movements are a hard no. I would be pissed at this spirit. I'd be so angry. Um, get a podiatrist, get a podiatrist who night moonlights as a fucking ghost hunter. (laughs) Absolutely not. You never know. It's like, hi, I study feet. And, but also at night I go into dark places. They're like moving the planchette with their toes. (laughs) 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 Mm, Is there anybody here? Okay. So all that to say, Teresa, I feel I'd be pissed. I do not like my knees being yanked. Um, I pulled up the footrest and waited quietly. Soon I felt hands, actual hands, fingers and everything. Oh, God. Ooh. Rubbing my f- feet, right? Is, there, is he giving her a foot massage now? Maybe. Oh, my God. It, okay, hear me out. Maybe it's a ghost of a podiatrist. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Like these onions have got to go. I know. Soon I felt hands, actual hands, fingers and everything rubbing my foot and I watched the toes move seemingly on their own. No. But did it feel good? Uh, <laughs> fair like I would have been scared but I'd be like, oh, ooh. Okay, that felt really nice. Like that, I've been, that pain went away. I just, oof. For me, like, does it feel good? Is this entity actually trying to help me? Maybe its intention is to provide better foot health. But I'm going to treat this like I would any, like, relationship. Like, you obviously don't know me then because (laughs) I do not want my feet touched. So, like, if you're going to be in my house living rent-free, I might add, (laughs) then, like, you could at least get to know the person. Like, I don't want you touching my feet. Like, you can't pay a bill? Like, I feel like you're a ghost living its real oh, life right truly, now. Because truly. a lot of ghosts don't want... They're like, no Matokas, don't contact me. Oh, I will never, don't like, me on the open and shut windows. I'll never turn lights I on. I want to be left alone. You think I'm going to mess with your electricity bill? No, no ma'am. No. No. <laughs> no. I just want to sleep. Yeah, that's yes. it. I really am a ghost. It's fine. <laughs> uh, oh, God, Teresa. I don't know how you did it. She is so calm. And I, I know. I'm freaking out. I would be all over the place if I was, like, writing this... But she's like, yeah, it was actually really, like, interesting how it just, like, raised my legs, started, ma- like, massaging my feet, Mm-mm. separating my toes. And it's weird because she, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll keep reading. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. And then the afterthoughts. Uh, sorry, this is so long. No, I made it, like, six times longer. I'm so sorry, Teresa. I'm actually really impressed. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, this is so long, but there is a lot more to tell. I figure this might seem absolutely crazy. Girl, no. So I don't want to bury you with everything until I know if you want to hear it. We always do. And it's not crazy. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to. I mean, look, always like we always say, do try and like corroborate. Do try and but like, here's the thing. Yeah. When you are taking the time to be calm and it's happening every night for a week, that is a kind of corroboration, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I hear you on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to know that this experience has turned everything feeling I thought I knew about the paranormal completely upside down. There are no cold spots. The hands are warm. I can feel warm breath on my face when it gets close. I have an EMF meter and it doesn't detect anything. I tried a thermal can thinking because he's warm, I might see him. It's interesting also that Teresa senses like a male presence. That's right. a very, because in- you know, you always know. Yeah. Interesting. It really is. 
I responded to her. I was like, mm-hmm. could it be possibly something that is it somebody is it somebody who she may have known yeah. and has passed? Yeah. And quite possibly, when did this all just start happening? And I noticed that it happened when she was going through this pretty dark period in her time. Yeah. Which can make her aura or her energy very vulnerable to Lord knows what. Um, huh. I'm, you know, I told her like it could possibly be somebody who is trying to make communication with well, her in some said, weird, funny way. Yeah, because she says, sorry, feet. one last thing I'm able to somewhat communicate with this spirit because I figured since it seems he has a foot fetish, I would use that to my advantage. Honestly, your yeah. level of sound thinking is <laughs> astonishing to me. I would have burnt my feet off already. I have him pull on my left foot for yes and my right foot for no. Genius. So far I know that he's someone from my past like you were just saying and so far I know uh, he means me no harm. He has also told me that there are other spirits here. I could go on but I will stop there. Teresa. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Honestly the level of like forethought to be like okay if he's not going to communicate in the ways that I am familiar with then I will use the ways that are at my disposal like with him touching me and my feet well now she's like using it to communicate yeah. with it like that's smart like hey pull my right for yes that and could pull never my other for me, no but good for her to like you want to hear her response yes oh my god <laughs> oh god Teresa what are you doing so she said it started out with something pulling my toes and then now it has progressed to feeling a slimy tongue <laughs> on them to just sitting and holding a toe in its mouth it progressed to it holding half of my entire foot and I'm sorry no this is some this is a ghost that had a foot fetish mm-hmm. in the living if there are entities you know who used to be assholes in the living or mm-hmm. assholes in the afterlife then these things or whatever this thing has had you know a foot fetish in when it was living and probably still has a foot fetish in the afterlife oh my god she says it feels so mushy and then gently biting down i can feel a lot of sharp pointed teeth but it doesn't ever bite hard so it's nothing negative it's nothing evil when my we say question. that it's nothing negative, <laughs> when we say that it's nothing, look, I, like for you, it's negative because I, I don't want to have my feet touched. I am not but. here to yuck anyone's yum, but <laughs> that does not seem like super consensual ghost. <laughs> Did you ask if she wanted half of her foot in your weird slimy mouth? Buy me a pizza at least and Buy do me my a laundry. Pizza. Like, come on. Buy me shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine like giving a ghost your Amazon wish list. Okay, a, a ghost can touch my feet for my Amazon wishes. Yes, that's I do that need is, I will a give. new plushy pet. So here you go. Oh my God. I need these fake cacti yeah. and I need like this new like soap dispenser. Yeah, it's neat. on my wish list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you can put your foot <laughs> in your mouth. Oh God, that is very interesting. But you know. It is weird. It's mm-hmm. very weird. And remember, I told you about our friends from our old job. There are former mm-hmm. students who lived mm-hmm. in North Hollywood. Oh, yes. And they had that apartment where they would feel like something grabbing their feet at night. Oof. And when one of um, the girl's friends from out of town, who was, by the way, very, very sensitive, mm-hmm. woke up to seeing an old 
elderly Asian man at the foot of her bed messing with her feet. And she mm-hmm. even told her, she's like, yeah, you have a old man that lives here who has a foot fetish and he likes to mess around with your feet. So I'm sure you're probably feeling that, you know, every single night. And she was like, yeah, that's what we feel. Like we just feel like the covers being pulled from mm-hmm. under their feet and just, they would feel like this weird sensation, like a weird mm-mm. prickly feeling. Very cold. Just do not wake me up. Like, I know. I just don't want to be woken up. And have my feet touched. That's right. there is... It, this, sound, this is so juvenile, as we've learned. That look, know your brand, right? Right. Um, I wonder if there's an element where it's like, because like, at least the way I sleep, I'm a very... Look, I'm all <laughs> legs and arms. I'm just like a fucking orangutan. <laughs> um, I drape and like spread out a lot so like my arm my feet those are kinds of the things that are a i'm very tall typically hanging over a bed excuse me anyway um yeah you're a beanstalk i'm yeah right a a jackless beanstalk (laughs) um but it is i just wonder a yes there there does seem to be some kind of like fetish obviously in this story with Teresa as well like Mm -hmm. there's obviously something very specific happening there yeah but i do wonder if it's like I just feel like communicating from the other side must be very difficult. And so it is, sometimes yeah. when it's like, well, they're not responding or it's not showing up the way I thought it might, or like these quote unquote, like when we did the, um, the, the ghost hunt with Bridget, uh, on our, you know, episode a couple of years ago, the theater itself is very haunted, but because, you know, we did talk about this on that episode, the theater is such a specific, energy and the energy of a show happening in a theater versus like a dark quiet theater space are two very different energies exactly and all of the stories from that space happened during shows Shows. there was always something going on in the artistic production sense and so because you know i don't think i don't think there are failures right like i don't believe in regret i don't think that anything happens that's not supposed to so the thing like when we were hunting with bridget it was a very tame experience there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of activity there wasn't a lot of communication in the ways that we were maybe expecting and you know she had so many amazing tools and you brought so many of your amazing tools and it, it didn't uh it wasn't very like flashy or hollywoody right like we didn't seance and then like a no. person appeared but i think part of that is like it's very difficult so if a ghost is able to or a spirit or whatever is able to communicate and they find a way that works i can imagine it would be very difficult to transition out of that right uh I don't want my foot in a foot. I don't want my foot in a mouth. No, that would feel, no, that, that that would feel weird. I think it's testing boundaries at this point. Now, if you notice like in that second, it's escalating email, like, Oh, well, she's letting me touch her Mm -hmm. feet and do all this stuff. I'm going to put it in my mouth. Right. And I, I feel like I can't, I still can't get over like what a forethought to be like, okay, I will use the way that I'm being communicated with. Yeah. Like left for yes, right for no. That to me is like so incredible. Obviously, yes, it is testing some boundaries. And yeah, it's like, it's like almost a form of spectrophilia, not on her mm, behalf, no, totally. but like this thing that's coming in mm-hmm. that could be somebody that she probably knew mm-hmm. when, you know, they were living. My recommendation for her mm. is just to continue to record the time and the date and what's mm-hmm. happening and how it's escalating and make that timeline. Second, get a psychic, get a reputable psychic. And maybe a pair of socks. Me- <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe just like some big old wooly socks. Chew on this, bitch. I know. Like, you want to chew on my feet? Fine. Fine. Here it is. 
I'm very curious to know, like, mm-hmm. like has it escalated after she gets, like, you know, her toes painted, mm-hmm. getting a pedicure? Right. Is it responding to, like, external stimulus? Yes. And I'm wondering, too, Teresa, if you're also very sensitive, you know, mm. and this is how they're communicating with you because, you know, mm. you're able to sense it and yeah. you're probably a magnet to it. Who knows? Yeah. So. What, now, this is maybe kind of a silly question. Um, oh. What kind of a Claire would this be considered? Um, this would be like, uh, what is the Claire feeling Okay, where you feel it's very interesting. Claire sentience. Okay. That's what I figured. It's clear. It's like the feeling you're not only mm-hmm. could possibly feel the emotions, but you could possibly feel like the physical aspect wow. of it as well. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause I have like the Claire Gustins and I have the mm-hmm. Claire, um, salient too, where I could smell it and mm-hmm. even hear it. And sometimes even taste it, you know, it's really interesting how you can like feel and sense all these, you know, different things Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Totally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Teresa, keep us posted with what happened. I don't know. I still think get some socks. (laughs) Like maybe, I don't know. I know this is so interesting, but I mean, it, it does tend to get weird when it, when it comes to the paranormal. It's October. We're and in here it. We are. We're in it. <laughs> All right. So we have another one from a listener. Her name is Lindsay. Yes. And per their request, yes. they wanted Bryce to read yes. their story. And I will. I will do that. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? This is the one that made me think about what I was saying in the first portion. Because she was like, they were like, uh, I, I'm sorry. Like, I like when you're nervous. Like, it's fine. You don't have to apologize. I <laughs> I'll never disappoint. That's the thing. (laughs) All right. This is from Lindsay. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Bryce. I'm a longtime listener since about 2019. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I know. Welcome to the Hollywood Club. Look, if you survived the pandemic with us. I know, with us, then (laughs) you could survive anything. She's like, yeah, I've never been, I've never felt more strong than that. Good good for them. (laughs) Uh, My name is Lindsay. My pronouns are they, she, and I lived in LA my whole life. Yes, we love an LA native. Yes. They're so rare. They are. I've wanted to They're write. a mystical creature. It's crazy. I know. It's They're so, so crazy. chill and laid back. I just, I love them. It's I like love meeting people who are originally from Los Angeles mm-hmm. because they're a complete opposite of what people actually think 100%. an Angelino is. 100%. I'm sorry, but we do not spend our afternoons in Erewhon spending no. $25 on a smoothie, which I have done, by the way. Look, we've all done it. Yeah, once. Everyone has to climb Mount Everest once. I know. <laughs> Lindsay gets it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I, they did not speak for me. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've wanted to write y'all a listener's tale for so long now because boy, howdy, I've got a lot of them, which I plan to write for more, write more for y'all in the future. I'm kind of a sensitive, so I've attracted a lot of things in my almost 30 years of existence, both good and the bad. Oh, no. Ooh. Today, I thought I'd start with two short stories for y'all, my very first and my most recent experiences. I love that they say y'all, too. I love that. I used to be so embarrassed saying y'all and ma'am here and I would get like (laughs) laughed at. I do. I I don't care. I love that. Uh, Story number one. I was maybe around four at the time. This was one of my earliest memories. My childhood. Sorry. My childhood home was very haunted. A craftsman style home built in 1913. Mm. I mean, isn't that how this always starts? What craftsman home is not? (laughs) 
Truly. <laughs> and comes with three bedrooms, two baths, and a ghost in a closet. Yeah, there you go. Frostman. Half a million dollars. <laughs> I was sitting in what my parents referred to as the TV room simply because it had a large TV we would watch the blockbuster rental movies on. Oh, yes. hell yes. Love it. Ooh, be kind, rewind. <laughs> be kind, Truly. rewind. That, that was actually the ghost. It's just the ghost of blockbuster. Yeah. I was in there playing with my Barbie dolls while, the, while something random played on the TV. Just outside the TV room was the living and dining room. It was like an open concept area. Yes, I can totally picture Ooh. it. Like that, I feel like this is the standard LA home that they're describing. I know, right open now. concept craftsman has a ghost. Perfect. Yeah, 100%. I'll move in tomorrow. Every real estate agent is like, Yes, we love it. Yes. At some point, I looked up and saw my mom standing in between those two rooms and she was facing away from me. Oh, mm. no. Like any child, I got excited and called out for my mom. But what turned to smile at me was not my mother. Oh, Ooh. God. I know this. Oh. When I read it, I was like, I had to read it twice. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like any child, I got excited and called out for my mom, but what turned to smile at me was not my mother. Where her face should have been was this face I have only been able to to describe um, as something akin to Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, God, I know. I love that movie, but I hate this story. <laughs> it's dem- uh, no, it's demented smile curled up on the sides of its face, right up to its nightmarish eyes. But what was more horrifying than this smile mm, was the bright glow coming out from its eyes and mouth, almost as if there was like a wildfire burning deep within it, trying to escape. Yikes! Hate it. No. I promptly let out a br- blood-curdling scream, which I am now about to mimic because I'm terrified, <laughs> that caused my folks to drop whatever they were doing to come run to my aid. I didn't see the monster leave. In my panic, I had shut my eyes and began, oh no, and began sobbing uncontrollably. Up until then, monsters only existed in movies, and yet here had been one not even 20 feet from me. This, weirdly and thankfully, was the only time I've ever had seen it. Yeah, thankfully. Jesus, that's so scary. Wow. My folks to this day tell me I had a bad dream, but what four-year-old dreams of something like that? Sure, Nightmare Before Christmas existed by that time. This happened circa 1996, but I did not see that movie until I was 11 at a friend's slumber party, so a Nightmare Oogie Boogie can't be at fault here. I mean, right, look, this is the problem with memory is like, you maybe saw it on TV. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. you saw a commercial. Maybe someone had a doll. My question is, like, why did they think that she was dreaming this? I thought she was awake watching TV. But the thing that's like, okay, like, maybe it's Oogie Boogie, fine, whatever. Right. But it looked like your mom and it wasn't. It wasn't, That is the part that you cannot, like... Right. Like, why? Why? People are like doppelganger uh, in my religion, like in all my Uh beliefs from, you know, uh, Lebanon, jinn. Oh, yeah. And I was told, like, you know, a doppelganger and a jinn, what they have in common is like, yes, they'll take the shape or the appearance of someone you know, but there's something off about them. It's either like eye color, hair color, or facial expressions that are very nefarious. And in this case... That's what it looked like. Oh my God. Could have been some sort of a weird elemental. Mm. But it only happened to to Lindsay once. Like, yeah. You know, they didn't see this thing again. Right. I wonder if like their response was so aggressive that like their psyche 
shut off. off. That's, that's what I was going to lead into as well. Like possibly, you know, as children, we grow up, we're pretty much, we pretty much have an extremely squeaky clean Mm -hmm. conscious that is not overwhelmed by taxes (laughs) and payments Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and a mm -hmm. mortgage. And, um, you know, the heart grows very bitter as we get older, but you know, as children, we're like sponges when we grow up. I mean, we're we're just absorbing everything. So I think that maybe this was, I don't want to say traumatic, but maybe possibly it was traumatic. Right. I mean, we're not psychologists, but but the pieces fit. Yeah. And after that, like that's a pretty nasty thing to see. It's like what you thought was your mom. I know that would freak me out. Yeah, me too. I'd be freaked out now. I am freaked out now. (laughs) So yeah, maybe oh. I mean she it's something there shut her off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, uh, I have no clue what it was. Uh, wait, sorry, sorry. Let me go back. Uh, so a nightmare oogie boogie can't be at fault here. Look. Also, final thought: a nightmare oogie boogie can always be at fault, but let us well, not. Let us not. Yes. Because that he is straight up scary. <laughs> he really is so scary. When his mouth opens and there's maggots. Girl, I know. I know. Nightmare. Nightmare. Plus, I was still clutching onto my Barbie dolls I had been playing with only Aww. moments before, so how could I have been sleeping? Right. I have no clue what it was, though I assume a demon of some kind. I mean, when in doubt, I have always <laughs> just called it a monster. I also have no clue what it wanted. I've never been able to figure that part out. Not that I want it to return to answer my questions. T. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to continue living my life never knowing. I'm happy for you to do that as well. Right. I'm intervening. <laughs> I know the people who live there now, they're close family friends, and while they have told me they've had experiences with the paranormal there as well, to my knowledge, they've never seen the monster, and I pray they never do. I pray that Ooh, too. Yeah. That's interesting. I would love to know the background of the property yeah. and the house itself. Yeah. Because, you know, there might be something a little more there. Clearly. Yeah. Well, and it does remind me, if you listen to our, like, episode where we talk about our first paranormal experiences. The thing that really did resonate with me was, like, the eyes glowing with, like, a fire inside. Like, that is essentially the story. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I have had a similar experience. Nothing that I could determine the face. Mine looked more like a silhouette. Yeah. Dark, red, fiery eyes. And the way it, it would move. Mm-hmm. In such a rapid, mm-hmm. you know, movement that is mm-hmm. beyond human ability. Deeply that. And I've heard a lot of cases like that, especially yeah. with shadow figures. Ugh. Remember at our old jobs, yes, we, yes. Ha- we would have that too. And it was moving so crazily Quick, yeah. and quickly. And quickly and oof. ominously. Ooh, I'm getting chills. Ugh, Lindsay, what have you done to us? It's <laughs> just <laughs> a lot of damage. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, my boyfriend and I celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Woo-hoo! Congratulations, it's so cute. I know. Uh, to celebrate, we took a trip down to San Diego for a few days. That's Aww, so cute. That's we a good stayed. getaway. That is a cute my one. My husband and I did that for uh, a mini moon. San Diego is so cute. It I is it really, so it's really a vibe. They don't really need my approval, but they have it. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed in Old Town because we wanted to be by the Whaley House, which, funny enough, ended up being within walking distance from our hotel. Love it. My boyfriend and I have both shared interests in the paranormal. Now, while I have did have some small experiences in the Whaley House, am I saying that right? Whaley? Whaley? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, while I did have some small experiences in the Whaley House today, I wanted to tell you what we saw on the last night of our trip, which also happened to be on our anniversary. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we took the ghost... Okay, well, <laughs> you took the ghost bus tour with Haunted San Diego. Which it's a good tour. St- yeah, I love that. <laughs> 
Uh, let me tell you what happened. We start out on this tour. Okay. Which started at 9 p.m. at the Whaley House. <laughs> on this bus tour, they take you to five haunted locations around San Diego and tell you the history of the hauntings of each location. That's actually really cool. Yeah. The fourth stop on the tour was in the Gas Lamp District at the Gas Lamp Museum at the Davis Horton House. At this stop of our tour, we were granted access into the house well after the museum was already closed and locked up for the day. I would just stay on the bus. <laughs> like, me with my little gelato <laughs> and my, like, sunglasses. No, no me toques. I'm going to no, stay in you. here. Like, we're going to um, stay here. There's AC in here. I hit my 10,000 steps. I'm so good. Thank yes. you. No, no, no. Um, or your the, new excuse could be, I'm wearing Old Navy flip-flops. I know. I can't, right I can't slip. I'll die. <laughs> they are much braver than me, so that's fine. Good for them. Um... The guide asked, uh, at this stop, we were granted access into the house uh, well after the museum was already closed and locked up for the day. The guide asked us to wait outside while he went in to turn off the alarm so that we could enter, and it took a quick second. A couple minutes go by, and finally he comes back apologizing for the wait. He said, weirdly, the alarm went off, something that had only apparently happened to this guide twice before in all of his years doing this. Hmm. I don't love this. He told us to wait in the parlor while he waited for the security company to call. None of the lights inside were on. The only light peeking through was from the street lamps Ooh. outside through the sheer curtains that hung in every window. Mm. You could make out figure outlines, but that was mostly it. As we waited for the phone call, the guide told us how many, how this home, I'm so sorry. As we waited for the phone call, the guide told us how this home at the turn of the century was a hospice for those dying from an outbreak. Oh, well, there you go. Spanish influenza. We mm-hmm. talked about that. Um, yes, our medical degrees at work here. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this explained why the air felt so thick and heavy and why I had a sudden strong pain in my chest. Oh, no. Turns out the part of the room where we were standing in was the very room that had been made into the makeshift hospice and saw countless amounts of people die during the outbreak. Oh, no. Yeah. As we stood in the parlor, the doorway I stood closest to, which was not the same doorway that we had entered, faced into an almost mm, into an almost pitch black hallway and a dark room across the way. I could feel something staring at me from in that room. So I looked away. Love that. That is the right choice. <laughs> I'm already terrified of the dark, actually, thanks to ghosts. So I looked away again, trying to ignore the feeling. And this is when nausea began sinking in and a small headache began to sting at my temples. Ugh. Then finally the phone rang. The guide paused his story and quickly went to answer the phone, which was located in the hallway. Of course it was. No. Entering the hallway through that first door, we entered the parlor from he turned on the hallway light and i said a silent thank you to not be stuck in the dark anymore but when he turned on oh god but when he turned (laughs) on the hallway light from the corner of my eye i saw something run out of the room and down the hall towards the front door it ran so quickly that it was a blur now see the thing is is that while i'm kind of sensitive it is rare that i physically see them like i saw this blur of a person usually it it will mm. Usually it will be more of a mental image and this instinctive feeling of the spirits that I interact with. So this was getting very spoopy for me. Me too. The air is heavy. I'm nauseous and have a pain in my chest and a headache. Plus, I was stuck in almost total darkness for a good few minutes. And now I have physically seen something. And so she and they lit the house on fire. (laughs) No, that's not where the story goes. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, they're much braver than I am. I know, wow. sprinkled melatonin and lip. <laughs> Get it out of there. Is it not flammable? You can make anything flammable. It's fine. <laughs> While normally I would have immediately turned to my boyfriend to tell him what I saw, there was a woman on the tour who was all by herself. 
when we were all no when we were all in the dark the group stood in a semicircle to face the guide she had been standing in front of the doorway looking out to that dark room with her back turned to it not even a minute into being in that parlor room she took two steps to the side out of the door frame as if she felt something had been watching her too having noticed this i decided not to tell my boyfriend just wait until we were alone corroboration we love to see it Mm -hmm. once the guide was finished on the phone he quickly finished his story turned on more lights and told us we were free to check out the rest of the house on our own absolutely not Okay, now that this horrible thing has We're happened, done. spread on out. Yeah, ready to go. Bye. Lindsay. Runs straight to the, the You bus. are so much braver than me. This is, they are like <laughs> staying like firm in their feelings and I want to kill myself and I'm just reading it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Once the guide was finished on the phone, he quickly finished the story. Sorry. Uh, my boyfriend wants to go upstairs, but I only got half, halfway up the stairs before I felt too sick to go up any further. I told him I needed to step outside. He understood why. Mm-hmm. And I told him to come meet me when he was done. The moment I was outside, that heavy weight lifted right off and I felt like I could breathe again. Ugh. When my boyfriend finally met back up with me outside, he hugged me tightly and whispered in my ear, I didn't want to stay inside, but I think we saw a ghost when we were in the parlor. No. Turns out in that room, I felt something was watching me. My boyfriend saw the silhouette of head and shoulders which were standing in front of a window. That is how he saw the silhouette in the darkness. And he saw it. He saw it. Yeah. That's already validation right there. Validation. I I love. I'm like, you saw it And they're like, no one, they weren't telling their boyfriend. He wasn't telling the woman. The woman wasn't telling that. Like, they're all. No one had a match. Right. I mean, (laughs) never travel without one. He said he didn't think much of it at the time because museums often have mannequins. So he figured that was what it was, which is a valid point. But true. So yeah. Um, well, when the guide had turned on the lights to my boyfriend's horror, there was no mannequin or oh, anything remotely it. resembling head and shoulders standing there. He had also decided to not say anything until we were by ourselves because he also mm, saw the lone woman shuffle away from the door and did not want to scare her either. I then told him what I saw and felt. Soon after, our group got back onto the bus, driving off our last stop, which was right into the Bay of San Diego because <laughs> I absolutely would not. By the end of the block, my nausea, headache, and chest pain were gone. Yeah. Wow. And that is clairsentience. You know, when you're feeling that, that's clairsentience as well. We talked about that at the Omen House. Like, you were more affected physically. Yeah. And I remember, like, even uh, whatever that one hallway was, you were like, wow, I'm, like, really dizzy. And I was like, I think I'm just, like, tall. I feel weird in this room because of, like... Yeah, you just feel thrown off. Like, it just throws you off. And, you know, to be fair, it could be... It could be environmental. Like, Charlie even brought up to like when he visited the house Mm -hmm. and I love it when Charlie comes with me to these places because he is extremely Mm -hmm. skeptic and logical he's like I feel like there's something there but I don't think it it is what it what we think it is Mm -hmm. I really do think he was like what is that thing the EFM the EMF I love it he's like that's what I mean I feel like it's you it's like the universe Mm -hmm. you know because we still don't know a lot about it totally it could be affecting us like maybe what we think is paranormal is actual, actually really normal. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that is actually very true and a very popular and respectful mm. um, investigator by the name of Johnny L. Tenney has oh, made yeah. quotes like that. I'm like, that's really cool that you mentioned that. Yeah. He's like, I think like what we feel like is paranormal could actually be environmental, but it's actually normal. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, it's like, once again, it's like things that we still don't understand. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm hmm. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, too, where it's just like we always are looking for what is the most logical explanation and like what is the most provable explanation. Exactly. Like, constantly looking for like what can be corroborated, what can we measure what can we like replicate what can we explain away for lack of a better term yeah like i love that i feel like the more i have pursued Mm. myself like i pursued throughout this journey of my paranormal journey my vision and my thought and my mindset for it has really evolved and changed like my questions are like is there a persistence of consciousness Mm. that persists after we leave our physical form yeah And second, are the things that we are experiencing are things that we really don't know about, but we water them down by calling it a poltergeist, a demon, which Mm -hmm. I can't stand, a ghost, and so on and so forth. Right. And it's the language that we're taught by our upbringings, by our backgrounds, by our parents, by Hollywood. TV shows. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Nope? I have not. I want to. I highly love, recommend I love it. Jordan Peele. So I think much. you'll like it. I think you can tolerate it. I watched Us, which that's pretty. All right, that's Baby Steps. Yeah, it, you know Baby Steps. Yes, and you watched Beastly. Which... I did. I just watched Beast, but it was mostly for Idris Elba, and yes. he didn't even take his shirt off the whole movie. <laughs> like, why am I here being traumatized by a CGI lion? Which honestly, the C- the CGI in that movie was un real how good it was wow it was incredible it was terrifying there were so many jump scares i was scared the whole time i stared at my popcorn almost the entire movie mm-hmm. because i love popcorn uh idris elba was great it's a very predictable like silly summary kind of movie but he didn't even take his shirt off one time really i know like, <sighs> i'm sorry i'm not I watching it i'm not was, even wasting my time i know i thought this was 2023 maybe i'll watch it for the for 2022 the lion yeah oh my God. <laughs> But if you watch the movie, Nope, there's so many wonderful Easter eggs and messages from the very beginning of this film. But the thing that really caught my attention, especially when it came to the alien in this film Mm -hmm. um, and just the usage of you'll see it in the film. I'm trying not to like give too much away. Hollywood really does play a part along with um, social media. True. You'll see it in the film, but my perception of it is this, is that um, the message, one of the main messages that I gathered from this film is that history, our perception of history is presented by what we are fed by the media and by Hollywood. true. Everything is a narrative. Everything is a narrative. Yeah. And that is something that Jordan Peele in this film really did a good job in presenting. So... What is it that we really are experiencing is the biggest question that I'm now trying to figure out and wanting to know is like, not is, is there such thing as ghosts, but Mm. is there such thing as our consciousness like persisting Mm. and persevering after we leave? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. It's so crazy too. Yeah. Because it's like in many ways, that's like the unknown, the unknowable quest. Exactly. Hmm. And I'm not trying to discount anybody else's no, experience, no, no. but I feel like I'm more interested in the bird than the feathers of the bird. Hmm. I want to know all about the bird because when we dissect its feathers, we're just looking at each part saying mm-hmm. like, well, this is what it is. And this is what I think it is. And I feel like we water down its beauty by yeah. doing that. I think that's so true. Yeah. But what is the phenomenon that we're really going through? 
and experiencing. Like the William Heath Davis House, for example, has so much history. It was actually used as an officer's barracks during the Civil War. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at the website of SanDiegoGhost.com. The spirits and apparitions that many people have accounted for here is a sighting of a man dressed in World War II garb. That has been overly reported. Another one is a woman who is dressed in a Victorian era dress Hmm. that people have seen wander around, get this, the second floor. So now Lindsay and her Mm -hmm. boyfriend have witnessed or may have witnessed this said woman. Yes. And I remember I did something on TikTok in regards to the hauntings in San Diego. And there was a, Mm -hmm. a girl on there who commented, she's like, have you looked into the William Heath Davis house. I used to be one of their tour guides. Oh my God. And I had so many experiences. That place is no joke. Wow. It's like neck and neck with the Whaley house. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So well, Lindsay, I will yeah. be at the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> Thank you. Me and the red pandas will be having a lovely time. I think the San Diego Zoo might be haunted. Just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> If it, look, if it's haunted with the ghosts of red pandas, like in Turning Red, then I'm fine. Those are you know adorable and I love them. It's haunted, really, really haunted as a mother is the Chicago Zoo. A fucking, I. Because it was built over a graveyard. Of course it is. <laughs> like, that is the most Chicagoan <laughs> thing I've ever heard. There's a graveyard right here. Yeah. She you know, built a zoo over it. You know what this needs? What? A zoo. A zoo. God damn it. Here in LA, Chicago, it's like, we well, you know what this together. needs? Apartments, a smoothie king, Girl, and maybe. Truly, though. Hear me out, a school. Perfect. Truly. It, oof, yeah. Bless. Would they notice if we just remove the headstones and leave the bodies? No. No, it's fine. It's extra protein for the foundation. It's fine. <laughs> Is that what you call concrete protein for the foundation? No. All right, guys. So thank you so yes. much for sending these stories in, but we haven't stopped yet. No. We Can't have. Stop, won't stop. T- yeah, we have two audios. Mm. One from another awesome listener of ours. Layla, and we're gonna play it right now, which is really, really interesting. And then we'll go into our finale. Mm Hi, Spooky Fam. It's your old friend Layla. I sent a listener story a while back about my dad coming to me in a dream to have a nice little dance. And because our wedding is coming up here on October 14th in Savannah, Georgia, I thought I would share with you the spookiness that happened during our engagement weekend at a beautiful old mansion in Healdsburg, California called Madrona Manor. Um, a little history about Madrona Manor. Uh, John Alexander Paxton finished construction on the mansion in 1880 and unfortunately died fairly soon after in 1888. His wife Hannah kept his body in a lead-lined glass coffin in the home until she herself passed away 14 years later. Uh, The property was inherited by his two sons, Blitz and Charles. Blitz is quite a character. I would highly suggest (laughs) looking him up, Blitz Paxton. And it is rumored that Charles took his own life in the manor uh, when his wife left him for another man. So it may explain some of the things we experienced while we were there. Uh, My fiance set up a beautiful proposal for us. And as soon as yes was said and the ring was on my finger, he popped the champagne and uh, didn't really stop 
popping bottles of things <laughs> until later that evening. So by the time I convinced him it was time to go back to the hotel, he was he was pretty far gone. But that's okay. He was celebrating. He was nervous. No big deal. We got back to the room. I went in the restroom, came back out. He was passed out face down on the bed. So, you know, cool. Great. Thanks for a good night, buddy. Anyway, a little later on in the night, I woke up to the sound of footsteps coming up the stairs, up to our door, followed by the doorknob turning as though somebody was trying to get into our room. And because Hildberg is in the Santa Rosa County wine country, I thought, okay, well, maybe another guest had a little too much fun wine tasting and got the wrong room. No big deal. Went back to sleep. And a little while later, it happened again. Heard the footsteps go up to the door and the doorknob twisting like somebody's trying to get in. Okay, maybe it's the same person. Maybe it's the same group. They just got the room numbers mixed up, whatever. Again, for the third time in the night, it happened. And I got up and checked the peephole and nobody was there. So, okay, that sucks. Losing some sleep, but whatever. Went back to bed. When we got up the next morning, I asked Colin, my fiance, if he had heard anything the night before. And he said, yeah, like drunk people were trying to get into our room. And I said, okay, so I'm not the only one. I heard it. It was happening. That sucks. Oh, well, new day. We went out and enjoyed our day, our first day of being engaged. That night, we went to bed. And again, footsteps coming up the stairs to our room and somebody trying to get into the bed, uh, into the, <laughs> well, <laughs> into the room. So <clears throat> now this is ridiculous. So again, he gets up, he opens the door and there's no one there. Now we're a little freaked out. How is this happening over and over? There's never anybody there. One night, maybe two nights in a row. I don't think so. So we got back into bed, and a little while later, it happened again. Now we're wide awake, and there's an energy that is filling the room. We cannot sleep. It is like, it's like electric charge in the room. We cannot go to sleep. We stayed up. We watched some friends on the iPad put the fireplace on until we were sleepy enough, went back to bed, and got up the next day to leave the hotel and when the front desk staff asked us how we enjoyed our stay, we said it was lo lovely, but, you know, we didn't get a lot of sleep. Well, they knew about our proposal they had helped set up. So they're like, yeah, I bet you didn't. And we said, no, 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 we didn't sleep because our room was haunted. And they absolutely loved it. What? Oh, my gosh, you have to tell us everything. Write it all down. And my theory, our theory really is that Charles was looking for his wife maybe trying to catch her with the other man she ran away with and was trying to get in to find out if there was any funny business going on. So I don't know. I can't even confirm that that's how he passed or anything like that. I've tried to research as much as possible, but I would definitely look up Madrona Manor, look up the history, look up the hotel itself. It's absolutely gorgeous. You must stay there, please. 
enjoy the wine in the Sonoma County, Santa Rosa County. Same thing, I think. They're right next to each other. Uh, And get a bite. Grab a bite at the Michelin Star Restaurant on site. So anyway, that's our spooky little haunted proposal. And we hope everyone is well. And we are wishing you all a very happy upcoming spooky season. Thanks, friends. Bye. It's so... It looks like the haunted mansion. <laughs> it's so picturesque. We're looking at the Madrona mansion yes. right now, and it does... Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it Jesus is gorgeous, Christ. you guys. This is like a... It looks like a theme park ride of a haunted house. You could Google it as M-A-D-R-O-N-A yes. Manor. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. I also, would love to stay the night there. I made the mistake... Whilst we were listening of Google imaging what a lead-lined glass coffin looks like. Mistake. I made a terrible mistake. So you're just watching someone decompose in your home. That's that's the lesson we're on. It increases the value of your home if you leave a coffin like that. Could never be me. Also, (laughs) why do we love lead so much? But uh, (laughs) No, no. You showed me uh, a pretty gnarly picture of what a corpse looks like. There's a corpse in a a Snow White-esque coffin. Oh, my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're just, like, having breakfast and, like, papas there decomposing? Yeah. Well, that's what I went through (laughs) when I went to Liberty, Missouri Mm -hmm. for my little Strange Mm -hmm. Escapes trip. Which, by the way, if you guys have been following our social media, I did capture a shadow following yes. me. Oh my God, I know. But inside of the winery, because it used to be an Oddfellows um, home, they have an Oddfellows like there Crazy. in skeleton form. What? George. They have George. What? In a his glass. Actual... His actual bones. He was an actual Oddfellows. There's oh documentation of him above his remains uh-huh, uh-huh. did he how can i delicately <laughs> um did he like donate his yes. body to like he decided that's what he wanted yes it's to what is the representation of that someone said it's um immortality mm. a representation of immortality and on the property uh-huh. of the winery they have an odd fellow's Cemetery. Uh huh. They have a yeah. They have a cemetery like. But he just decided he wanted his like on display. Yes, on display. Okay. It's a reminder. So that's a little different because I guess if he decided, I don't know if we talked about this, but I was just at the London, the British History Museum, whilst I was in London, and there is something particular. Look, it's a lot of stolen history that London is. In fairness, some of which they have started to return, some of which they have permission to have on display from their countries that they robbed, and some of which they refuse to return. So baby steps, but they're not they're not out of the woods. I'm not trying to uh, amend the British history or Britain's <laughs> history. It's a lot of history. Uh, yeah, the irony is that there's actually very little about Britain in the British History Museum, but okay, sure, carry on. Uh, seeing the actual mummified bodies of like Egyptian rulers that were like plundered from a tomb oh was very jarring I bet I was like oh I don't like this especially when like ancient Egyptians and many religions in the world still 
value like where and how and what your body is done for the burial ceremony. Yeah. So like, okay, and you not only did you take these people's bodies, you took them from a worldview and a religion and a belief that like it was very important how and where they were buried. You need to put them back or at the very least give them back to the country of Egypt. But they're like kind of not doing that. And not to be like on some crazy tangent, but it is very jarring to see like a person's remains. Oh, yeah. Like Cleopatra's remains are there. There she is. Like the Cleopatra. She's there. What am I looking at? Hey, girl. Yeah, I know. So at least this guy donated his. Yeah, his roommate. (laughs) I feel like I would donate my body to science, but I don't want it on display. It's an old, odd order of that fraternity of odd fellows. It's really interesting because this is not hasn't been the first skeleton that, you know, they have laid out like that. They've actually there have been other locations where, I mean, these former structures used to be odd fellows and they would find skeletons and closets like literal closets and stuff trunks and everything yeah oh god yeah (laughs) yeah there we go but this house and that experience i think layla like what you felt Mm, too you mm -hmm. felt that charles was you know trying to come in and see if there was some fooling around going so crazy also you gotta love the hotel staff you're like yeah Yeah. (laughs) grow up (laughs) yes we did that as well how dare you yeah but the madrona uh madrona manor it is gorgeous and i'm looking at the let's see the history over here but yeah it's considered to be one of the main haunted or local haunts in santa rosa And it is haunted by a ghost of an older lady dressed in black, possibly the owner, a ghost of a young girl um, whose origins are unknown um, to list a few. So, yeah, definitely, you know, a place to go visit and venture out to and drink some wine. I'll drink the wine. Yeah, you'll drink several cases. I'm going to (laughs) buy I love when you go on like a wine tasting and they give you that little like punch card. I'm like, I'm going to need some more punch cards. <laughs> Keep them flowing. Yes, oh, indeed. Yeah. Thank you so yes, much, Layla. You. That was such a crazy That's story. Insane. Yeah. And that, you know, she wasn't by herself. Right. That he also thought it was like someone. Right. Of course. It'd be Logical. Logical. Yeah. Like, hey, is this my room? Oh, makes one, sense. One Winery? night, maybe. Yeah. Multiple nights in a row. And then when the person's not there, right, because the second night I'd be ready to windmill punch someone just (laughs) with arms swinging, walking forward. There's a reason when I traveled, I traveled with this taser. Oh, my God. Yes. It was so cute. Does it work? Oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. That slept next to me. (laughs) I know. Hey. <laughs> More like a turn on yeah. than protection. Yeah. But I um, remember when we were interviewing or being interviewed by Bridget Marquardt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how Hi. she had the same experience at yes. the Myrtle's plantation. Yes. And like Layla's story, she felt that energy in the room. That's what happened to Bridget. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, I don't know, man, there's something that was trying to get into the room. And then totally. you just felt it now in the room yeah. by the certain hour. You just felt the shift of energy change. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's making you know that it's and there. Again, Whatever is there. Can I just sleep? Like, can I just get a good night's sleep? Like, I'm okay. tired. Right. Why is a ghost never bringing me breakfast? You know what I mean? Right. Or a glass of wine. Or a glass. Of, well, okay, fair. If they did bring me a glass of wine, then, then we can we talk, talk about feet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The negotiating <laughs> table is open. It's fine. <laughs> 
people taking notes like for a prize me i'm taking notes like needs wine i know what a mess has to be a manor next to a winery i know truly bottle of melatonin that he could grind up underline 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 it's not even a circle of salt it's a circle of melatonin from i just want to sleep i don't even care (laughs) the demon can possess my body as long as we're both sleeping it's fine fine. yeah demon cuddles with you you're like look just as long as i am single so like it's fine you know you're ready to mingle and ready to fall asleep although i'm i'm a bit of a hot sleeper so i don't want that i'm the same way too like when charlie and i finally bought this new king size bed like we have our own sections Uh, we don't even touch each other that is the dream isn't it great there's a okay you you know how there's like different sizes of beds right so there's like twin full queen there is a size of bed and i forget if it's either which one's the actual biggest but there's california king yeah there's Alaskan King. Wait. There's Wyoming King. And Wyoming King, I think, is the largest, which geographically does not make sense. Just go with it. <laughs> I did not invent bed sizing. Uh, but a Wyoming King is like a full room sized bed. Oh, it is, my God. It is like as long and wide. Like you could literally have two people sleeping like head to toe and then another person like head to toe and they would not touch and that's like the length and it's that wide too it's my dream it is my dream wyoming king i have to look this up it's insane i follow this guy uh on all socials and he got one and i literally was so jealous although i feel like it probably is pretty daunting when you're like there alone but he has like people excuse me he has a projector and he has like people over and they like watch movies in bed it's very cute the chaos. Oh, that's huge. Right? Isn't that crazy? That that's... is... Oh, my God. I'm looking at a family of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven and a half. Yep. <gasps> that is like two full-size beds put yes. together. Right. Is It is the dream. That is the dream. So there's like enough room for you and a ghost and your boyfriend. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. And your husband. The Ala- okay. So the Alaskan is actually bigger than bigger. Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. So good. We're sticking with geography. Good. Good. <laughs> All right, guys. So we left the best for last. Yes. We have a story. I'm so nervous. Yeah. We have a story from my friend. So Hi. background story. We were sitting having coffee. She's telling me about her mm-hmm. work. She works in film. She has worked on many, many big, big notable projects. And it turns out that she was working a couple of nights on set at the Barclay Hotel. The smallest world. And she was like, oh, you'll get a kick out of this, Tammy, while we were um, like (laughs) midway through my pumpkin spice latte. Obsessed. I I almost spit it out when she was like, oh, I have to tell you this because I know you're going to be into this. But we shot at the Barclay. Do you know about it? And I was like, Uh, hold on. I know about it. Hold on. Hold. We invented the Barclay. We built it from the ground (laughs) up. Clearly. Uh, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Barclay in downtown. She's like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, we, me and the crew experienced some weird things and I'm ready to tell you. I'm like, hold on, grab my phone. So FYI, we were sitting outside Mm -hmm. and I just immediately started pressing record. (laughs) So you might hear a little bit of environmental pollution. Um, yeah. Look, it's still Los Angeles. It is. It is always fucking noisy. I'm surprised that we have like had peace and quiet here. I know. So this is my friend's story. She wishes to main, remain anonymous because she's yes. still working in the industry. Um, but this is her um, story of the Barclay mm-hmm. Hotel. So enjoy it, guys. This was the biggest treat to open up our spooky season Crazy. on Listener's Tales. All right. So here's the haunted Barclay. What's happening in the Barclay? <laughs> so um, you get a great introduction when you walk into the lobby. 
already the atmosphere is fairly dense mm -hmm. and there's like an ancient elevator and um so we we shot at night obviously it was night shoots and um so the very first thing was the elevator uh it, it appeared to be functioning normal but once once it came down then it just started changing all the numbers and it would open close open close and we had just seen the camera crew go up me and my uh, co-worker so we we're like okay we'll take it because i saw that i'm like i'm not going up that elevator nope not doing it that happens and my co-worker's like oh who's a non-believer oh it's just you know it's an old elevator is malfunctioning whatever rides on the elevator by himself because i refused i go up all these like freaking stairs that you know just just as you i forget how many floors that hotel is but each level you go up it's like worse and worse and like feeling condensed and you feel like entrapped yeah um and so we get up there i get up there and he obviously got there before me but he was like yeah i'm not riding an elevator anymore I'm like well what happened and then the elevator was like a light bulb that was a that was a light so that's how old it is right mm -hmm. he's like yeah i got up there i got on there the light bulb suddenly goes off on i'm stuck I made because I think it was just the second floor, and he's like, "I'm not riding on that anymore." Then none of the camera crew wanted to go on that anymore, even though they had to because of all the equipment. Right. F that. They took the wind down all those stairs. For the camera crew to op carrying that equipment up the stairs, that means that now the elevator has, I guess, an energy to it because you know the history that there have been a couple of deaths, especially in regards to that gilded caged elevator oh my god see i went in i didn't know anything about the history but you could just tell like again just going into the lobby it just doesn't you feel like you're almost like transported into different eras it just and it's so like just going in and out you could tell the difference because i couldn't we were in we were in that building for a really long time i think like almost 10 10 to 12 hours but i couldn't stay more than 15 minutes in increments I had to leave and come back. So they stationed us us in the cast in like certain apartment rooms. And the way those apartments were laid out in the sinks and stuff made no sense. So we had to bring in our own light and that light flickered like nothing. Like it was like, it's not like a flickering of like, you know, it's gonna expire. Right. Cause it was a brand new light and we tried different plugs and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Again, like I would just leave and all the way outside and come back up because it was just so dense and in those rooms were really yeah, weird there was like weird carvings and weird stuff and then one of the girls in in the makeup department well makeup the whole makeup department started to get really curious and look into the history of the Barclay and it was like horror stories like horrible things that happened and then they wanted to go and adventure up. I refused. <laughs> and they went to like two different le levels, open doors. That, you know, of course, we're not supposed to do this stuff. But, you know, while we were there, they wanted to entertain themselves. They all came back down and their faces were different. And I, I was too scared to ask, like, what did you know, what did you experience? Like, oh, it's just like this. I don't know how to explain it. Some of the rooms, like, you just can't even breathe in there. I mean, obviously, it's, it's filthy and stuff. I mean, some people do still live there. But... They were just like, they described these feelings of like fear and anxiety and like really bad things. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I didn't obviously venture up there. And then we had an incident the second night where a homeless person went up and someone, someone was on our, our hot set, which nobody was there, but we had security guards. 
But some homeless person went up there, stabbed somebody. We don't know who they stabbed because I was like, well, now I really don't want to go in there. Um, so that was interesting. And then it was our, it was our set. And it's just, so I don't know the details of that, but I just, I just found it to be really odd. Mm-hmm. But in general, um, that was the consensus. And then as we hit, as we literally hit close to the midnight mark, and we stayed a little bit past the midnight, but as we hit close to the midnight part, still the people that were questioning, does this really exist? Does, is this just because it's an old building and, you know, the air circulation isn't so great and stuff? Um, even though security guards, you could tell on their faces that they've seen shit hurt things, but they wouldn't, didn't want to, you know, add on to making us feel uncomfortable. We had, um, well, our production paid for s- certain security guards and then they also had, the hotel had a couple but they didn't, uh, they had certain faces too on their, they had certain looks in their faces that... Like they knew. Yeah, and that they didn't want to say. Because there was a lot of, you would hear a lot from certain um, crew members of like, did you guys hear that? Did you see that? And and I didn't even, I was too chicken. I, admire, I, I admit that I was too chicken to ask. But what really sealed the deal was as we hit the midnight mark, because I remember we all looked at our phones. Uh, we had two cameras and one of them just completely died. They try to reboot it, nothing. And it was like, you know, the camera was functioning fine. Yeah. Before midnight, all day, the day before. And they could not get this camera to go up. So camera was like, all right, we're done for the night. We're good. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) When you said some people had heard and seen some things, what did they see? I think it was uh, shadows. A lot of shadows. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that is a common occurrence. Do you know what specific floors? Well, they saw it in our floor. It's just, a, I want to say it's the second or the yeah. first when you go. Um, and we were all in a hallway, which, you know, hallways are prime hallways, tunt doors. Uh-huh. And somebody, and then there was like a window at the end of the hallway. And somebody could have sworn, a crew member, I should say, not somebody, but a crew member, could have sworn they saw something in a window. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, I just, did you see that person over there? Did you see that by the window? And they're like, dude. They went by the window, like, how could there be a person? There's not even, like, you know, those, I forgot what those things are called, like, the emergency. There wasn't even that. Oh, an emergency exit. Yeah. Or a fire exit. Exactly. <gasps> like, no, there's nobody there. And so that's when shit started, like, everybody started getting uneasy, let's say. So you had this camera go out, and this is a reliable camera. This is something that, I mean, has been working and functioning for the past two days, and it just stopped. Was it a very intense scene that you guys were shooting? No? No. Not at all. <laughs> it was not uh it was not horror related at all. It was like a party scene. <laughs> now, well, it could have like if it's a party and people are, you know, acting like in a, in a time period. In a time period. Yeah. They're having fun. All emotions are circulating in the scene. It could have conjured up something. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that someone came on set or that someone had another experience. Is that right? Well, yeah. Like, well, in general, the crew, the crew was starting to feel things or see things. And then they were just, when, when, some, when others asked, they were just like, it, it doesn't look like a ghost. It was like a shadow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that. And then someone seeing another crew member in the window seeing... I guess like a girl, maybe it was a girl, and it wasn't none of us because there was few of us up there because I don't think actually a, a lot of us were could be up there, but um, 
with the elevator when the when the camera team went up initially they they asked they thought maybe the light bulb was old mm -hmm. and i remember that they asked um electric to replace the bulb you know right and electric replaced it and they're like everything seemed fine nothing with the wiring. the actual wiring because yeah. they, they know the shit um nothing everything seems fine so but they put a new bulb in there and and it's still it will still go off and on and then nobody nobody rode the elevator <laughs> it took one it took one time that everyone went on it and from that point on yeah everyone hustled up and down those stairs and i remember asking you too earlier like you know sometimes people don't like to go in elevators they have that fear like you're about to relive a clip from the movie of final destination in an elevator yeah um but you said something that you know based on what the crew felt in that elevator and these are grown men that it just felt weird mm -hmm. they didn't like to go up from one floor to the next in this elevator with this heavy equipment because yeah. they said that the energy felt off yeah so they built ramps they literally got up there the first team of camera got up there and then they built ramps so all everything they all went up those everyone went up those three flights and what's really funny is that no one knew or knows the history of that elevator because there have been several deaths based off of that gilded cage elevator oh my gosh yeah which i didn't know mm -hmm. i didn't know about yeah but i thought i thought that the the cherry on top was when when the b cam went down and, and actually i remember they were even saying it was a brand new camera and that is unheard of uh-huh like they couldn't even turn it on and i've been on a couple of film sets where audio and video would just like go down Right. It would like in these locations that have, you know, mm -hmm. some haunted history. It's like everything would go well. Everything would run smoothly until. until like you're getting, you know, closer to the midnight oil, burning that midnight oil, staying late on set. Right. And boom, it just out right. of nowhere. This happens. Yeah. Something so reliable just all of a sudden exactly. goes kaput. Yeah. That's what happened when I did an investigation at the McIntyre Villa. Went into the villa and places that had the highest activity. Guess what happened? My video and audio shut down. But when I would leave, it would pick up where it left off. Yeah. So that is something that you guys were definitely yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, it was wild. It was <laughs> wild. I just, I was counting the minutes and I think that they, I, I really feel like, I feel like, that the Barclay Hotel kicked us out. They're like, you had to, you know, get the get the f out, <laughs> and we all took the cue, <laughs> right? Yeah. And no one, no one spoke to the security guards. Like, they, they had the faces. Some people tried, uh -huh. and they just, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't, you know, yeah, whatever. That's exactly what I had with the assistant of the owner of the Barclay. Like, all he could tell me was, I have, a, I had had experiences I can't explain, and I wish to not explain them because i don't want to experience them or relive that ever again and literally I, I forgot what was the i forgot what was the story of literally where we were um where costumes and makeup and even cast was uh stationed in one of and it was like a it was two apartments but it kind of what's it called when it when it kind of joins together um and one of the girls had looked up what happened specifically in that room which i don't remember the number or anything at this point unfortunately but it was like bad it was like some it was like a serial killer and the and it was very detailed like what he, what he did to his victim 
So you were in one of the murder rooms of, I, I, it was Otto. I can't remember this full name at this moment, but it was a serial killer. He was the LA Ripper. He had brought home sex workers and brought them to his hotel room where he um, raped them and eventually killed them and dismembered them. Yes. And it just so happened that the room that wardrobe and makeup were based out of were the were the murder rooms. Yeah. And people felt very, wow. Yeah. Dizzy, like sick to the stomach and just uneasy, like just uneasy, even though they have really huge windows Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, there is, there's a level of nice, you could tell it must've been a beautiful place originally with the architecture, but my God, that wasn't enough for me. And you can't open those windows obviously because, you know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it was just, I couldn't stay in that room literally more than five minute increments. The hallway was better than that room. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> You're like, never again. <laughs> no, that was good. Days, that was good. Surprise! <laughs> uh, look, I will never... I hate elevators. Yeah. I hate them. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially one that's that old. Yeah, I just think plummeting to your death seems like a particularly horrifying way yeah. to go. And like scary and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. That just seems that just seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh I, mm. So <laughs> you have a group of people yeah. in film that are just there to do their job. They don't know much about the right. history well, of this building and then they later find out. And let's talk about the element of the film industry that is efficiency your job it does not matter the position from the highest producer to the most unpaid of extras your job in a perfect world is to get everything in one take is to deliver as quickly as cost efficiently and as like seamlessly as possible if there is something that is holding you up or costing more time and money, mm-hmm. it gets cut. That is the one constant in the entertainment industry. So for this entire crew to spend the time, energy, money, materials in building things and going up and down stairs instead of using the like right. easier way, uh-huh. that to me was like the most... Uh, grounding part of that story. Oh, it's a hundred percent true because if it was not true, if it was just people being like, Oh no, I don't know. Wishy washy. If they had not felt that strongly, they would not have done that. Exactly. It happened. Like that to me was the most like truth. That was the most like astounding. Yeah. It sounded pretty genuine. Like they really didn't feel comfortable. And we've all been on those sets, you know, those like (laughs) crew men aren't like, I mean, these are like grown right. ass men. They're, they're there to like, do their job. They're right. in and out. They have work to do. They're not there to BS no. anything or anyone. Mm-mm. And this hasn't been the first story. Like she's been in other locations right. too, but she was like telling me, I have like, you know, I have to tell you this I'm because so this was did. so, yeah. And it was so interesting because I was trying to like find out like, oh, what, what, should we come back with mm-hmm. listeners tales? And I'm like, Oh, listeners tales. Because when she introduced me to this story, I'm like, this Iconic. would be the best treat. Yeah. But it's so crazy how like, uh-huh. it wasn't just her, but also 
wardrobe makeup or like and also um, not knowing the history but still like being in the exact yes. places Girl. Otto Steven Wilson was the yes. LA Ripper back oh. in the day and he was responsible for slaying these sex workers in that hotel no. so when they found out I mean they were doing their due diligence while working in location and I mean just imagine feeling something off and then realizing oh mm-hmm. what my I'm really feeling yeah my clear sentience totally. is telling me something bad happened uh, when people talk about the Cecil Hotel I'm like sex workers nothing on the record truly oh my god it's so scary it's really really scary it's it I mean and for stabbing the, like there's just an energy there that is so chaotic well yeah I mean the, the people that are staying there too um, they're coming mm. from pretty rough situations. Sure. Yeah. And I know for a fact, um, like another one of my friends who told me like that their relative used to be a security guard there mm. too. And we shared their experiences right. on yes. the Bark Clay episode, but there's like, you know, just because in the environment mm-hmm. too, outside of the hotel that kind of circulates inside as well. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. It's a very rough area around downtown totally, Los Angeles. Right. We went to go see a concert around there. I mean, it's not, it hasn't improved. No. Uh, it's a little scary. And, yeah. and yeah, so there, I mean, there you go. And then for the security guards too, to not even say anything, like what they have on their faces pretty much should, shows you. Yeah. yeah should say enough. But mm. I found that pretty interesting that yeah. they walked in without a bias, without knowing a lot of the history. Because not a lot of people do know about the history of the Barclay because they're right. so fixated on other places. Yeah, it's not as flashy. Yeah, like the Cecil, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the Cecil has something, but it's one of those things like, is it a place that you really think it's haunted or is it a place that you really want it to be sure. haunted? Which, you know, can create an energy. It can. And I know for a fact, like, Zachariah has mm-hmm. investigated and he's even mentioned to me, no, there's something there because of what's happened. Right. It's absorbed in there and it's so powerful. Yeah, you could definitely feel it. If enough people come wanting the same thing, that can manifest an energy. Exactly. 100%. Our, you know, once again, what are we truly dealing with? Mm-hmm. Is this something that our minds are definitely feel, like feeding into? Is this the mm-hmm. thought form that we really want so bad to happen and create and boom, it happens? We feed into it, yeah. Yeah, because it does have a very violent history. Right. But here's the biggest thing. No one can ever tell me, mm-hmm. has there been a full body apparition ever seen in the Cecil? No, but there has been several accounts of the Barclay. Right. There we go. We go based off of that. Uh, so yeah, the Barclay definitely, uh, in my one, in my opinion, one of the most haunted places is neck and neck with the Alexandria. And look, it takes a lot to get me to go and upstairs, Biltmore, but yes. oh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll <laughs> suffer. Can't, but that was such a great story. Yes, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you yes. so much for sharing that friend yes yes she has many more that i'm I gonna know. try yes. to see if it's i can so nice like to hear her voice. <laughs> i miss you bye, bye. we got haunted bye yeah. yeah so guys that is our listeners tales Oof. episode we are so happy to be back and we're so happy to be back behind these mics my heart rate I- is at a thousand <laughs> it's fine please guys um oh, yes i wanted to make this note Please, I found mm. our goodies for our Patreon. Yes. So I had our box go missing during our move. Mm-hmm. So during our break, a lot has happened. I'm still settling in. We still, I think out of the 100 and something boxes we had, we still have 50 more to go. And we found it and then it went missing again. Yeah. 
and now I found it. I was able to send out a couple more Yay. envelopes with the goodies. Guys, if you have not received your goodies, please, please email me at hollyweirdparanormal mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Let me know that you haven't received it. That is my bad. I'm so sorry that I was not able to send them out. There's like so many planets in retrograde right now. <laughs> so I just feel like we cannot be held responsible. It's, <laughs> it has literally been a crazy past yes. couple of months moving. That's beautiful though. Yeah, it's thank so you. Nice. It's I'm really yeah. like my husband really it put a in a lot job. of jo- like work beautiful. into this. Thank you. Um, yeah, we are recording out of our new studio. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at us. <laughs> and um, and then of course traveling, and of mm-hmm. course um, I caught COVID for the second time. Oh no, I hate that. Yeah, more traveling, and then started work, and now mm-hmm. I'm designing costumes for a musical that it's opening up next week. Yeah, so it's yeah. a lot of that, plates are spinning. Musical because I feel like. That is the definition of like the less clothes that are being worn on stage, the more design you have to do. You can't just Can throw we... people on stage naked. Like you have yes. to undergarments and it has to it's be a lot of work and then dealing and... with people who are not comfortable and I get it. Oh, yeah, it's and it's an academic theater. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of green performers mm-hmm. so trying to maneuver around that and you know all at the same time trying to teach them like yeah. you know this show takes place in a right. sex house in 1930s like you Germany. have to yeah yeah <laughs> the brink of world considering that we started our friendship with like me in just underwear uh, in just underwear like the third minute that i had in met a haunted you, school like, i'm really sorry but like i need to actually see can you like move your hands i was like oh we're gonna be like good friends and here yeah. we are it worked oh my god just tell them that but guys from patreon if you haven't received yes. your packages please email me let me know i do have one more package i'm gonna send out mm-hmm. thank you so much to shelly shelby and lynette for your donations guys Aww, if you so want sweet. to donate Throw us a tip, even if it's for a month, two months, or yeah, three months. So head on over to Holly Weird Paranormal's Patreon page. Mm-hmm. That is www.patreon.com forward slash Holly Weird Paranormal. And for just as little as $1 per month, yes. you can support the podcast for however many months you want yeah. to. It's okay. We definitely love all the help. Yeah. A little does go a long way. Really and does, we yeah. do gift you guys in pin stickers, magnets, and coasters, which is why. I'm really stressing that you guys email me back, please. Also, you'll be inducted to our Saturday Night Ghost Club, yes. which has a collection of actual audio recordings of people who are sharing their ghost mm-hmm. stories. Everyone's got one. Yes, and it's I've been getting a lot more yes. to update the Saturday Night Ghost Club page, guys. I have three more that I'm going to update, Amazing. so you'll have access to all that. If you cannot get enough of Holly Weird Paranormal, you can definitely listen to these crazy tales. Another thing, too, if you are just new to the Holly Weird Paranormal group or club, please follow us on our social meds. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Holly Weird Paranormal and on Twitter at HWP Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you have a scary story that you're dying to share with us, no pun yeah, intended, puns. you could I know you could type it out or record it and send it to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. Yes, we love them. Of course, and we're also on TikTok. I share a lot of stories about haunted places in California. So you can mm-hmm. definitely jump on that page and see what we have to definitely share with you guys because yes. there's a lot of haunted places there's in California. So many. I love it. And speaking about haunted places, we're going to be touching on a very unique haunted place in our next episode yes. that is called the Glassell House, mm. aka the Haunted Polaroid House. <laughs> yes. 
So, um, can ghosts be captured on Polaroid? Well, according to a little house in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in a little suburb called Glassell Park, it turns out that they are being caught on Polaroid. Crazy. And there's about 12,000 documented Polaroids Jesus. to prove it. So tune into our next episode if you want to hear about that story. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to be back. And always remember to stay holly weird. Take care of yourselves. Bryce, do you have anything you want to say? Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.